Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Derek with the Tank K Music Podcast. I'm bringing it back. Derek, what happened to the old ones? Well, let me tell you something. I did the last podcast, you know, I did like three episodes, and I did it to test the waters. And I did it during a time where I was extremely busy with finishing my studio. And with that, you know, I didn't really have a lot of free time to create. And so when I'd come down here and I would do a podcast, um, I would spend, you know, two or three hours on it after all the editing and and uploading was done. And uh, it took away time from creating. And well, I wanted to make time for creating. So I decided to drop the podcast for a while so I can finish my studio um, and I can use that free time to create um, because I missed it. (laughs) So, yeah. So now I'm back with the podcast. Um, The beat that played in the beginning of this podcast and which is playing underneath my voice is something I made. Um, This podcast is for me to share my work, for me to share my experiences Um, For me to talk about music that's inspiring me, um, for talking about my peers' music, um, beat tapes, beats, singles, albums, all that, Um, and talk about um, just maybe mixing techniques, recording techniques, mastering techniques, things like that, Um, and yeah, so if you're into all that kind of stuff, then this is for you. Um, now let's kick it off. Let's, uh, let's see. What have I been up to the last couple months since the last few podcasts I've put out? Well, I finished my studio. So my room, my control room is built. It is, um, there's carpet. I had to put carpet in it. Um, a cheaper alternative. It's real thin carpet though. So it's nice because sound's not bouncing around everywhere. Um, the room's not too boomy, which is good. And then, uh, I mean, it's comfortable. I'm in a basement, you know. It's cold down here. So, it's cool, it's comfy, it's cozy. Looks nice. Painted the walls gray. And uh, I built my own acoustic panels. So I've got two by four foot acoustic panels all around me that I've built. Um, Put them in my corners of the room. And then put them in my reflection points for now. And I hung up clouds on the ceiling. So I've got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four four clouds hanging up on the ceiling and uh, I record vocals in the the control room and uh, yeah so far it's been been awesome it feels good to walk into a space um, that I created and it feels good to create in it you know I'm comfortable so and that's that's what we creatives want that's what we like you know we like uh, comfortabilities so in our respective spaces And so, yeah, it's been a long road, Um, a lot of hard work after my day job, you know, a lot of hard work and hours to put in to build this, but it looks nice. I'm satisfied. Um, I still got some cosmetic things to do. I still like to hang up a lot more acoustic panels in here. Um, And yeah, I'm actually treating my uh, drum room now. So I've got right outside my control room, I have this little um, drum room and um, I have to treat that so I have to build more acoustic panels I got to hang up some clouds over the drum set Um, I'm excited for that I'm also nervous about recording a drum set I've never recorded a drum set with more than two microphones so I've always two mic my drum kits Um, I recorded this same kit I have I have a Tama Rockstar and uh, recorded it with two mics and it doesn't sound too bad but when it comes to like drum editing and in 
sampling and if you want to sample it's you know it makes it difficult um i know the kit would sound better with at least four mics um but the kit i'm looking to grab has seven mics in it i might get an audix drum mic kit um around a four or five hundred dollar range that's what i'm looking to spend um i've got my focus right scarlet 18i20 coming in um because your boy turns 30 on saturday the big dirty 30 uh, my father bought me an interface, which was nice of him. It was real nice. I appreciate it. It's cool. Thanks, Dad. Thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on with that. Um, I look forward to getting all that equipment and having fun recording um, the drums, which looks like a science, man. It seems like it's a, there's a science to it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's music. So if we can get that music sounding good, then, then shit, we're gravy. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Um, what's been going on with you all? What kind of projects have you been dropping? Um, uh, send me some links, uh, comment on this podcast on iTunes and subscribe. Um, and if you want to play your music on here, shoot it to me. What I'll do is I kind of took this from the Tony Kornheiser show, uh, which is a great podcast. Tony Kornheiser's from ESPN, but they'll play little snippets of music um right before right when they come in after a break and uh then they'll play the whole song in its entirety at the end which is pretty cool so if you want to do that hit me up um no charge you know no charge and uh yeah that's that and so let's see what else let's see what have i experienced um i opened for business say in january you know that's when i said hey guys like you know, these are my rates. I'm doing a per song rate, which I want to do right now because I'm at the stage where I, even though I put in all this work to build the studio, I still know that I have a lot of work to do as far as my mixing skills go and recording and producing and all that. So I'm not trying to overcharge um, clients that come in here. And uh, I understand that, you know, hey, we're all on budgets, right? And, uh, you know, I've seen studios around here locally that, you know, go out of business because they're charging 40 to $50 an hour. That or I'll see big commercial studios that I follow on Facebook. Um, it always seems like they're they're throwing a deal out there. And it seems to me like as a business, you throw deals out there maybe to try to get clients in the door. So I don't know if they're struggling because I don't want to, you know, talk about somebody's business like that. But does it sometimes show signs of desperation? Like, yeah. Maybe, but at the end of the day, for me, it's about making music, making uh, making a little money on the side, putting it towards new gear, new plugins, whatever I need, and uh, you know, making clients happy and helping people and helping artists, you know, chase their dreams because I'm chasing mine too. And so for me, it's getting guys in here, making music, and uh, you know, just. Just helping guys out, man. Just trying to start a little community out here. And me kind of trying to be like the guardian angel and the, you know, the uh, fairy godmother, so to say. Like, just, hey, like, here's my studio. This is what I charge. It's affordable. Come in. Let's record your records and put them out. Let me help you. You know, you're the hero, not me. So, yep, that's where I'm at with the prices. I charge a flat rate right now. Um, I'm still trying to um, figure out the market, like, What's the 
the highest I can go with the price without scaring people off. So, um, but as of now, I've been charging 80 bucks a flat rate per song, $80 per song for rap and hip hop. Um, if you have a two track, which a lot of these guys have, um, and that's mixing recorded, mix and mastered. So people are like, D man, like that's cheap. Like, why don't you charge more? And you know, like I've said before, it's a matter of getting guys in here to record, you know, um, letting them have that experience of recording with me and recording in my studio and, um, hopefully getting clients, you know, big volumes to where I can make money that way. Um, and the thing is too, is with the $80 per song for a track out, it's like this. I had one guy in here to record and his song was fairly short. It was maybe two minutes long. It was really just a long verse, but we recorded that. I mixed it down and mastered it in two hours. So, and the girl actually paid me 90 for it. His girl paid me 90 bucks for it, which was cool. But, uh, you know, two hours of work, I made 45 an hour, you know, so charging a flat rate to me, am I helping the artist out? Yeah. You know, do I take pressure off of everybody involved and it's, is it easier? Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, I don't want to ever rush somebody's shit, you know, and I'm going to do what I got to do to make it sound good. But at the same time, it puts the pressure on me a little bit to get the shit done and to not fuck around. So, you know, if I charge 80 bucks per track, it's like, hey, if we're down here for four hours, then I make $20 an hour. You know, that's probably the absolute most time it should take for one song It's four hours. Okay. Um, I think in my opinion, when you're dealing with the two track and if you've got a lot of experience on your belt and you know what you're doing and you know your, your software and you know your plugins that you like to use and stuff, you know, then it shouldn't take more than like four hours. Um, and if it does, then I don't know. I don't Maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So that's that with the hourly rate. Um, my track outs, if you got a track out and you want to record here, um, 120 bucks per song track outs hey man it's a track out you producers know what it's like mixing track outs and stuff and working with them so it's a lot more to deal with and we just want to make sure we're compensated see that's the thing i i want to make sure i'm compensated you know i'm still trying to figure out my worth um i feel like my worth right now is not that high um because really i mean i still need to get better and i need to put shit out and once i do that then i can charge more um, so since January, I've had three different clients come in. I have one guy, we're working on a whole album, 12 songs. We're halfway through that, and he comes back every other week. Every other Friday night, we get in here at 10K Music, and we, we put out bangers. So I'm grateful for that. Um, the two other guys, I had one guy come in here and say, hey, I need a song mixed down. I said, okay, sure. I mixed it down in front of him in Pro Tools, which I'm not too comfortable with, but I still know how to run it. Um, he loved the mix. He told me that he's been to like four other engineers, um, at commercial studios, like in Chicago and all that. And he hasn't found anyone he likes. So, um, I mixed a song down in front of him and, uh, he said he loved it. I hit him up the next day. I followed up, asked him, Hey, how you like the mix still? Like he said he loved it. And, uh, cause my thing is, is what I offer is like, uh, an assurance, not insurance, assurance policy. And so it's just, you know, it's me saying like, Hey, if you take the mix home and it 
sounds bad or there's something off or something, you know, let me know and I'll fix it for you. I want to make sure, um, you know, I want to assure you that you're going to love your mix when it's all said and done. And when you, you know, before you put it out on the internet and iTunes and all that shit. So that's me. So that guy, it's been like three weeks. I hit him up. Um, he tried to come in the studio on a, on like an off day of his. Um, and unfortunately I couldn't get him in here. Um, it was a busy weekend for me. I had another client coming in on Friday and then that Saturday I had something going on, but, um, I told him, I said, dude, you can always, always send me the mix, you know, send me the project files through pro tools from pro tools and I'll mix them down for you. And, and I told him when he gets here, well, you know, we'll, uh, adjust what he wants to adjust, but you know, at least we can, you know, he said he's got eight songs to do for his project and you know, at least we can knock out, you know, two or three during the week before he gets here and you know so that way he ain't wasting time but yeah it hasn't been back since and so even though he tells me my shit's good it makes me question myself too like you know is my shit really good i think it was great i think the mix was great it was clear it was crisp um the song was real chill um the way he tracked it out it was just one main vocal take um, he had to come in here and since he recorded it at home, we had to record some parts over, um, because he popped like the diaphragm on his mic and the audio dropped out. And so we did that and, uh, it was sounding really good, man. I thought I did a good job with that, but, um, yeah, I don't know what it was. So I don't know if it's just income tax season and these guys got money. They say they got money, want to do whole albums and then they just kind of flake out. Hopefully that's not the case, but, uh, hopefully we can continue to I can continue to work for him because he's a talented guy and I'm a fan of his music and so I'd love to work on it. Then I got another guy comes in here loves what I did with his track pays me I follow up same thing follow up how's the mix sound sounds great looking forward to next week next week comes around doesn't show up following week doesn't show up so you know once again I question is it me or is it these artists and so there's a thing with red flags i've been listening to a lot of the uh, a lot of podcasts and i've been listening to the six figure home studio podcast and they talk about red flags and they talk about the one artist you don't want to work with and they said if you have an artist that comes to you and says they worked with four or five different engineers um and they're still having a hard time finding one then maybe it's them you know maybe they're the problem and they're never going to be satisfied so try to avoid working with them. Uh, my view on that is this. Like, okay, it's a red flag to them. But but at the same time, you know, I'm a pretty competitive guy. And I want to win that client over. That's the way I see it. I want to win you over. So, yeah, that's, been, that's what's been going on with me and my, uh, since I opened for business. Um. A lot of ups and downs. My wife said that. She was like, man, talk about the downs, huh? I said, yeah, you have no idea. Shit makes you depressed, you know? It's like like a roller coaster ride. That's what it is. It's just like life, too. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that with my uh, clients so far. But, hey, they're coming in here, right? I'm getting, uh, I'm getting people hitting me up about recording and all that, so it's cool. Let's see. The one project I'm working on now... It's called Rated R Plan B. I'll talk about that a little bit. 
I'm going to talk about the mixing. So, I made a beat, and it's a Beatles sample from Lonely People by the Beatles. And I used live drums, so I two-miked my Tama Rockstar kit. My buddy Ryan Matul came in, played some drums. I used those drums for that beat. And so I've got live drums, I've got a sample, and I've got multiple flips of that of that record lonely people where I use the strings and where I use the vocal and um, I actually went on YouTube and found a, a, a band that covered it a, like a string quartet that covered that song and so I took those strings and I put them in the beat well I'm having such a hard fucking time with that mix because I want to get it right and the thing with the beat, the beat is raw. It's a dope-ass beat. And when you listen to just the beat as a whole on a two-track, the energy's there. I really didn't do too much processing on it, like EQing it and all that. You know, when I just made the beat, I, I, I made the beat. I did minor EQ moves and stuff, some compression. Um, and I mastered it. I think I put an FGX on it and brightened it up with the EQ. But I really didn't do much. And the beat was great. Now I'm I'm finding myself with the track out, with the stems, having a hard time mixing all that down to get it to sound good with the vocal. And it's either like if I cut, if I high pass the one one sample that's being played along with the verse vocal, if I high-pass it too much, it it doesn't have the same effect together. It's it's weird. It's like the vocal is just too out there, you know, and, and it's not blended in. And then if I, if I don't high-pass it enough, it's like too muddy. It's, it, it, it's weird. So I'm having a hard time <laughs> with that mix. And I've went at this mix maybe five or six different ways and I can't fucking get it and I'm tempted I'm tempted to either use the two track or or I don't know if I need to have the guy like re-record it which might be might be what I have to do I don't know something ain't right with it and it's driving me fucking nuts and the thing is is with that song compared to the other five on the whole project it sounds nothing like the other five. The other five are um, heavy 808, um, 808's banging it, newer beats, kind of like, uh, not trap, but definitely like the newer digital sound. And what throws that beat off from the rest is that I use the live drums and the, the Beatle beat. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's it's been a fucking nightmare with that one. Um, let's see, uh, some other things I've been experimenting with mixing wise. Um, I'm currently building my portfolio. Um, and I had my brother-in-law send me some, uh, some tracks of his. He, he went to Berkeley online and, uh, he was going for like film scoring and stuff, but he's a great piano player. So he made... He's got a library full of songs, a big catalog, and he sent me three different songs to mess with. Um, two were orchestral, um, like an orchestral beats, uh, strings and synths, and, uh, 
violins and brass instruments and pianos and all that. And then the other one was like a dance track. And so I had fun mixing those because I've never really mixed any of that kind of music before. And uh, I killed it, man. I did a good job. I did a great job. The dance track sounds crispy as hell. The kick kicks. It feels like a dance track. The energy is there. It's badass. And uh, everything else sounds great. The orchestral, the orchestral, orchestral, tomato, tomato, whatever you want to call it. Um, those sound um, pretty badass, too. Pretty badass, too. I tried not to, like, over-compress anything. I I didn't want to lose, like, the, uh, the original sound. Like, I didn't want to really boost anything too dramatically. Um, I didn't want to over-compress anything because I wanted that track to have air in it. You know, I wanted it to have life. I didn't want it to be squashed, and uh, I think I did a good job of it. Yeah. Um, a plugin I used, I want to talk about this plugin. Um, I bought it from Waves. This is the second time this plugin went on sale, and I had to get it this time around because it was 50 bucks. The regular price for this plugin is like 249 and it's the Sheps Omni Channel plugin from Waves. So it's an Andrew Sheps modeled plugin. You know, he had a. His name's all over it. He helped with the design of it and the way shit sounds and stuff and, you know, whatever these engineers do with their plugins. Um, but it's his plugin. And it's pretty much a channel strip. And it's a channel strip with. Um, it's got DSer on it, it's got compressors. It has your filters, it has your EQ, a real analog feel, which is cool. Some great presets. He's got tons of presets on it, which are cool for different things. And I use that plugin um, exclusively on those tracks I mixed for my brother-in-law, on the two orchestral tracks and the uh, the dance track. I used that. And uh, with a little more EQ, I, I just used the Pro EQ from Studio One, um, their stock Pro EQ. Um, and uh, their fat channel as well but um, that Shep's Omni though man it's solid solid as hell I recommend everyone checking that out demo it try it out it's nice I like the analog plugins because there's not as much shit to play with it's simpler it gives you less of a chance to fuck shit up which I find myself doing sometimes when I have too much in front of me I just end up fucking shit up and that's never a good thing. Um, yeah, so that's the podcast. That's this episode. It's 23 minutes. Keep it short and sweet for you. All the beats played on this podcast. Um, all the beats played on this podcast are from my latest beat tape called Derek Found Treasure. You can find it on Bandcamp.com. Derek Durish.Bandcamp.com. Check that out. Free to download, free to stream, free to support. Um, like, subscribe, review this podcast. Please help me get up in the leaderboards. I want to be number one. I want to bring on some guests. So if you want to be a guest on this podcast, please hit me up. And we can talk about music. We can talk about CDs, new releases. We can talk about your music. We can spin your music. We can talk about production, artistry, songwriting, Whatever it is you want to talk about, come on and let's talk about it. So thanks, everybody. This is Derek. 
here with the 10K Music Podcast. Deuces. <laughs>